Hello, and welcome to Someday We'll All Be Dead, a podcast where we talk about all the things with a social work perspective. I'm your host, Hallie Harris, and I'm a hospice social worker. And I'm Matt Childs. <laughs> Today, we are recording episode 50. Oh, the big 5-0? The big 5 Oh, congratulations. <laughs> uh, I may actually put this out as episode 51 because... Uh, I got a follow-up. Part two, I don't want people to have to wait three weeks for that. Julia so. was pretty great. Julia was great. She deserves to be number 50, I think. <laughs> but for our recording purposes, we will say this is episode 50. Officially. Yay. So today we wanted to do something a little more fun instead of so serious. And we are going to do uh, our favorite things lists. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm listening to a podcast of people I really like listening to, I don't mind if they just have fun episodes once in a while. And I kind of like when they talk about their favorite things, because then I can say, hey, I like that too. Or what are you talking about? You're a crazy person. That's terrible. Plus, people eat up Oprah's favorite things. All (laughs) fucking, they love it. That is true. So I made up a list of the items we'd be talking about, but we have not shared each other's lists. Right? No, I, have not I haven't seen, seen yours. yours at all. And, and I have not seen yours. Right. So <clears throat> we're going to go through our favorite things as we have a little drink. Would you like to cheers? Cheers. Episode 50? Episode 50. All right. Let us begin. So the first on my list of favorite things, of course, is food. Is this number one on your list? I'm a large man. (laughs) I'm a large mammal. So uh, I figured we could just take turns. So I'll go first on this one, and then the next one you'll go first, and we can discuss. Okay, so we're not going to alternate each one. You're going to go through your five. Do you want to alternate each one? We can do that. They might be the same. We're going to get in. We're going to get in. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this is going to be interesting. (laughs) We'll figure it out. All right. Well, my number one food is tacos. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. Yeah. You're, uh, in my mind, you're a fool if you don't like a taco. (laughs) I prefer a soft shell taco. I love a soft shell taco from a taco truck, a little Soft shell, you mean a tortilla. Well, yes. An oil grilled tortilla. Well, not necessarily. I don't mind if it's a non-cooked flour tortilla or a, you know, an oil cooked masa or corn, corn tortilla. I just don't like the crispy tortillas. So a softer... Because I hurt my mouth. Shell. Soft yes, shell. Gotcha. Yeah. How about you? You want to go? With you know, Am I elaborating on your tacos or are you asking me for my taco? Well, you one? can comment on tacos if you like, but what was... I didn't have these in any particular order. Oh, I was trying to kind of keep them in order, but I guess... Yeah, it'll change. But yeah. I mean, down further in the list. My favorite, number one, sure. steak. Steak. <laughs> Meat and potatoes, guys. Yes. Of course. Yeah, red meat, steak. Yes. I'm guilty. I'm not a vegan. (laughs) Well, you do like your steak a little more rare than me. Yes, I prefer it on the rare side of medium rare. I like to see a little... I'm sorry, but I like to see a little bit of red, which is probably not blood. It's blood. Juice. (laughs) Gross. Um, Lightly seasoned, salt and pepper, almost perfect every time. All that garlic dressing. Marinade's okay sometimes, yes. That garlic marinade, uh, garlic vinaigrette dressing that we had makes a really great marinade. But steak, you'll get me in the door and sitting down and with <laughs> fork and knife, ready to eat every day of the week if you cook a steak. So. Well, I feel that way about tacos. All right. 
number two, I put pizza. Because, you know, it's all around. You can change up the toppings. It's all American. I generally like a meat pizza, but I'm sorry, listeners. I do like pepperoni and pineapple. <laughs> I know that might be a disgrace to some people. Pineapple on a pizza. Yeah, there's a whole crowd of people who just went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> but if you've never, if you like Hawaiian pizza, you should try pineapple and pepperoni instead of pineapple on ham. It's really good. Yes. And uh, I have to say that pizza's on my list, but right behind steak, I've got seafood. Uh, that's Man. where you and I diverge. I grew up here in the Pacific Northwest. Mm hmm. And I was exposed to fresh crab. Right out of the bay. Mm -hmm. I was exposed to uh, clams <clears throat> right out, like, right there. Yeah. Dig the clams, cook them that day. Fresh clams, fresh crab, and it just fed into everything else. Salmon, I love. Scallops, I love. Is there a particular type of salmon? You know what? No. As long as it's cooked right, salmon is great. All right. I mean, uh, I am ashamed at some of the people who just do a little bit of lemon, a little bit of, a <laughs> little bit of, uh, what is it, uh, dill, a little bit of dill, a little bit of lemon. That doesn't do it for me. You need a little more? Yeah. Put some effort into it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, seafood. And, uh, uh I'm just going to go with seafood in general. It's my second. Pizza is my third. Sorry. I'm... But go ahead with your third. <laughs> no, no. We already talked about pizza. Pizza is your third. So my third is ice cream. <laughs> uh, I guess it couldn't be considered just a dessert, but it's still something that's food that I put in my mouth. So I'm an adult. I can have ice cream for breakfast if I want. Ice cream. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even think about desserts as far as food goes. I should have. That's my only one. I was thinking about entrees, I guess, and, and main meals. I wasn't thinking about uh, desserts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah. It used to be that I was a staunch mint chocolate chip girl. Yeah. And that was like the only flavor I ever There's ate. nothing wrong with mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip is great. Although now that Ben and Jerry's has come out with all these other flavors. They're doing it up, right? Yeah. You know what? Um, I'm pretty certain that if... We find proof of extraterrestrial life, and they come to the planet, and they try ice cream. They'll be like, fuck, we've been, yeah. They'll put down their weapons and join us? They'll be like, us? ice cream, yeah. <laughs> right on. It's probably true. Number four, lumpia. Oh, and I don't lumpia. mean store-bought bullshit lumpia. I mean hand-rolled from somebody who knows how to make it lumpia. Is there a place you can get store-bought lumpia? Yes. Oh. Well, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> I know no that, one should be a fan of that. I know there's a small culture of, uh, and I, I hate to be uh, sexist about this, but I think uh, women get together and they make it a party. Mm -hmm. They kind of just like... Like tamales. Yeah, like tamales. It's a lumpia night and they get together and they just, boom, like an assembly line. Do a shit ton of lumpia. It's like a, it's kind of like a party you get together. Well, I'm glad they do because I'm too lazy to do it, but they're damn delicious. But yeah, yeah. Lumpia. Lumpia is heavenly. <laughs> Number four for you. Uh, back to back to Mexican. Uh, anything. <laughs> Tortillas, meat, cheese, and vegetables. 
<laughs> tortillas, meat, cheese, and vegetables. Tortillas, meat, cheese, and vegetables. Call it a taco. Call it a burrito. Fajita. Call it a fajita. Call it a... You know, call it in my belly. Chimichanga. It's, they're all delicious Mexican food. I love it. And your last food, or did you go over five? You know what? I stretched for what they call kind of a charcuterie. It's a cheese and meat plate. And it's... Occasionally you find a really good one at a place where you go to have like a wine tasting or a or a restaurant. They'll, they'll bring you as an entree. Or not an entree, as a, an appetizer. Uh, cheese and meats of all different kinds. Not different cheeses. Different. Sometimes it just opens up your palate and you're ready to eat dinner after that that sounds very fancy it's a little fancy i don't know <clears throat> Come I, on. Just... I eat mcdonald's on a regular basis so. <laughs> i just went with the standard burger speaking of mcdonald's but not a mcdonald's burger a nice good juicy gourmet burger or homemade burger traditional american burger yeah yeah, yeah. i have to agree that probably should have been my fifth <laughs> After steak. I thought I was trying to be fancy and go something other than just burgers, but yeah. That's all right. On a regular basis, I crave a good burger. This uh, second one I put down now all of a sudden seems weird because I did this a long time ago. But the second one I put down on the list was favorite smells. What, uh, what did you have for number one? Number or, one? Or... One of five. I'm thinking of smells when I get home and I walk in. Mm-hmm. I love the smell of home cooking. Home cooking. So whatever it is, if something's been cooking and you walk in and you smell food cooking. Unless yeah. it's broccoli, apparently. Well, <laughs> that was more broccoli prep than it was cooked, right? <laughs> yes. But yes. Uh, so yeah. Um, apparently broccoli smells like rotting meat. You know what? Baked cookies. <laughs> Always good, but yes, home cooking. <clears throat> home cooking. When you, yeah. I was also thinking about smells when you walk in the door, but not necessarily cooking. Uh, so my first one was Cran Mandarin, which is one of the smells I have for our um, warmer, the wax melt. Oh. Cran Mandarin. It's one of your favorites. That is one of my the favorites. The favorite. Uh, it's kind of a tie, but yeah, that's it's up there. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, my second one's kind of a toss-up. And I have to say, it's, uh, well, it says vanilla, which it's kind of like my favorite candle smell, candle, any sort of spray that's got mm -hmm. vanilla in it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of when I was a kid at home. My mom always gets, she always had vanilla aroma candles, vanilla candles all over the place. And it was always kind of around the holidays and... Maybe year-round, I don't even know, but vanilla, always love vanilla. Okay. And uh, there was something else before you... Ah, forget it. Never mind. <laughs> well, it comes to you, let me know. Dinner. My second is orange pine. So, orange pine is a scent that also comes out in candles in uh, Christmas time. And... It's a candle that I get at a local store called Fred Meyer, and it is so good. It's like a Christmas tree with an orange citrusy scent. It's just really good smelling. I don't think you brought that home. Oh, I have. Have I not noticed it? <laughs> I'll make sure I get another one this year. Yeah, please do. Number, th number two <clears throat> for you? Or that vanilla was number two? Maybe number two. three for me is uh, 
and this is, I'm torn. I don't like smelling like a campfire <laughs> like you do after you've sat around a campfire, but I love the smell of a campfire. I love uh, being near a campfire. That just reminds me. I did not have something on here that I should have. Two things, actually. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, camp, campfire is a good choice. Campfire is a good choice. Uh, the two things that I just thought of that I didn't put on here was fresh cut grass. That was the one. And fresh rain. Petrichor. That should have been my number one. Look it up. Petrichor. Yeah. <laughs> I did not put that. Uh, number three for me was sweet pea. The flower, the candle, the wax melt, anything. I love sweet pea. I don't know pea. if I know sweet pea. It's a very light um, flowery scent. Not too powerful. Sweet. Mm-hmm. The smell of a sweet pea. Any other name. <laughs> and uh, buttered popcorn. All right. Buttered popcorn. Not a bad choice. Movie theater popcorn or home Yeah, popcorn? both. Both. It's the same thing. <laughs> that takes you back to any moment that you always love. Pretty much always. You're probably not going to have a bad memory with popcorn. Yeah. Fair enough. Number four for me was banana bread. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cooking it, eating it. Ugh. And that makes me think of cinnamon rolls that I didn't write down. <laughs> yeah, banana bread. You? Number five? What's your last one? Very last one's lavender. Lavender, I, yeah, lavender's a great smell. I should have put that one. Um, I actually put eucalyptus. So both of those nice. smells are relaxing. Supposed to be, you know, taking away your stress. I think that our favorite smells complement each other very well. I think so. We could definitely do a, a vanilla lavender combo. <laughs> <laughs> On to cars, right? <clears throat> On to cars. Would you like to go first? Uh, Favorite cars. Silly, silly cars that I have on this list. Silly cars. I, I got more than five, I'm <laughs> just going to say. And just, uh, I love the car that I drive now, and it's it's an old car, and I'm, I'm just fond of it. It's comfortable. It's for me. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. Are you going to tell the people what you drive? It's an old... You just said old car. 2004 <laughs> Honda Pilot. It's nice and roomy. I can fit eight people in there really pretty comfortably. Yeah. And uh, AC works great. The heater works awesome. It's I have seats that are heated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an 04, so I don't have a steering wheel that's heated. But <laughs> uh, it's very... a lot of room in it, but it doesn't drive or park like a giant truck. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I can almost normally find a spot in a semi-compact space, but it's a, it's a large inside car that feels smaller outside than it is inside you. Yeah. I love it, but that's not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> not on your list? No. What's on your list? The Acura NSX. Run through your whole list. Acura NSX, that's a great choice. That should have been on mine for the longest time. That was that would have been on my list. It was a Japanese version of a supercar, and it outclassed every other car in its class at the time. Yeah. And plus the, the original, wolf, the wolf drove one and the, in Pulp Fiction. Right, the wolf drove one. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want me to zip through them? Sure, yeah. I, I wrote down the Tesla Model X because I've never been in one, but I just love everything about the electric car. And I hopefully, I think they've come out with a new one since I made this list, so. Oh. I got a 67 GTO. That always a good choice. Everybody yeah. loves a goat, but I think the 67 is my favorite. Um, the 67 AC Cobra. 
<laughs> yeah. You'll see a lot of them on the road that are model cars, but it's rare when you find a real, actual... Yeah, because they're very expensive. Very expensive. I've been in a model, but I have not been... I don't think I've seen one in person. And the, the ones that I've seen recently that are, you know, I've seen them here and there in this area. They've done a good job, but you know it's not a real Cobra. <laughs> Some guy in Granite Falls doesn't own a Cobra. Well, you never know, but probably not. <laughs> oh, and look at that. I wrote Honda Pilot on there. I didn't you realize <laughs> Are those uh, all of your cars? That's all of them. I'd have to say that... Oh, shit. No? You have one more? No. You know what? I went way further. I just realized I got a second row. 63 VW <laughs> Microbus, 23 window. Uh, Porsche 9... Or, sorry, Porsche 356. Okay. America Roadster. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of my list. <laughs> uh, I realized that most of the cars on my list are cars that I've actually owned. So, uh, although I've never owned a Porsche 959, which is uh, similar... It's the Holy Grail, right? To me, it is. Uh, similar back end to the NSX. It's got that built-in wing into the body. And they didn't make very many 959s. I've seen one in real life in Stuttgart, Germany, in the museum. Um, beautiful. I don't think I'd probably ever want to drive one, but uh, I love looking at them. Uh, Subaru STI 05. I don't like the newer ones, but I had an original year STI, and I love the shit out of that car. I teared up when I handed the keys in when I had to trade it in. A Jeep Liberty. I have a Jeep Liberty. It's a 2000... What year is that? Must be an 05. You don't even know? I know. I should know. I'm pretty sure it's an 05. Uh, I love that Jeep. It drives like a car. It turns like on a dime. The only thing I don't like about it is 16 miles a gallon. So <laughs> that's a bummer. Uh, <clears throat> 67 Barracuda because I had one. Because it has memories for me. It was a fastback. It was a blue two-tone that we won for a dollar at the Kingdom at a car show. That's pretty awesome. So that car in particular, if I could find the original, that'd be something. But we ended up selling it because it was just sitting in the driveway. You never kept the VIN? I don't have the VIN number. I have the, the uh, license plate number, but I don't. the electronic records don't go back that far, so... Uh, 79 VW Beetle Convertible, because one's sitting outside in the driveway right now. And although I'm going to have to sell it, I have always loved the bugs. I've always loved the convertible bugs. I always wanted one. Finally got one. Thank you, Dad. Um, <clears throat> it's It's been amazing to have one. I just don't want it also to sit in the driveway and rest away. It's fun to be in, but it's really just sitting there. It it's really so is. much fun to ride in. It is. Uh, the 86 Alfa Romeo Spider had one of those in Germany, and that is a fun little car. I loved it because it was a little stick shift. It had a very easy pop top, you know, clip clip, and the top was down, and we'd drive around in Germany in the snow, and it was just fun, you know. Even when we got the other two um, for a little while, we had two more that needed some work, but they were still fun to drive around. And uh, 1970 Superbird rounds out my list oh. and i mean the purple giant winged ridiculous looking super bird really you're a yes. big fan that's your I favorite car it. ever i don't know it's my favorite but it's in the top 
It's just ridiculous, and I love it. Okay. I just love it. Don't call it a spoiler, because they don't spoil nothing. Right? <laughs> I don't even know if you can count that as a spoiler. That's giant. Mm. That really is a soccer goal. That's artwork. Uh, it's just a fun car, though. It's just, yeah, it is artwork okay. for a car. All right, is that it for your cars? That's it for my cars. I love a lot more cars, but that's the ones I put on the list. Yeah, plenty of cars to love. That's right. All right, animals. Animals. Besides Favor cats and dogs you wrote on here. Favorite animals besides cats and dogs, because we know we both love cats and dogs, so. All right. I will just run through mine quickly. Um, not quickly? No, I think I need to go through mine first. Oh, well, please do. Number one. Honey badger. <laughs> Damn it, I should have had honey badger. <laughs> you didn't even write honey badger? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Everything is wrong with me. I can't believe I didn't write that. <laughs> All right. Honey badger. Elephants. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Sloths. Mm hmm. Humpback whales. Mm hmm. Any animal that mostly consumes spiders. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's the end of my list. <laughs> <laughs> as far as animals other than dogs and cats. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Uh, horses. I miss having horses. I grew up you having horses. I, I like horses, too. <clears throat> I love them. I miss do them. Do they eat spiders? They do not, but they probably stomp on them. Oh, good. Uh, I put large cats in general. Tigers, lions, ligers. Because, That's a you technicality know, on the... I, well, if I had to pick one, I would probably pick a tiger. But I love all large cats. Uh, a giant sloth I also had on there. Specifically giant sloths because they're freaking weird to watch go across the road. But they're very fun and cute and I love them. Which one? Was it the giant one that was swimming across the uh, water that can swim? They actually they're just, can swim? They're weird. They're just weird. Yeah. Uh, the wombat. So Wom that's, wombats. Yeah. you know. They're yeah. also very cute and vicious, like a honey badger. Jesus, almost any animal from Australia is pretty great. <laughs> and crows, specifically crows. Ka ka ka. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> crows are probably should be the state bird of Washington. It seems well, like well, maybe seagulls should be the state, seagulls. Either one. State bird, but yeah. Flip a coin. Crows are pretty great. Then I did put favorite dogs in a special category. Right. Dog breeds. Yes. So, dog breeds. Dog breeds. Uh, I have Labrador, black or otherwise. <laughs> Golden Doodle. Mm-hmm. Like the one under your foot right <laughs> like now? Like the one right here in our room. Mm-hmm. Great Dane. Mm-hmm. Bichon Friche. And Mini Australian Shepherd. Did you look at my list? Because I literally have everything except for Mini Australian Shepherd. Golden Doodle, Great Dane, Lab, Bichon, and Mutt. Well, before a few weeks ago, I had all those, and then I had Lab Lab, and I replaced those with Bichon and Australian Shepherd. Yeah, uh, that's funny that we did not look at each other's list. It's exactly the same. That's funny. We are dog compatible. We are very... Very dog compatible. All right. Here's where the list goes completely off the rails. You think so? Uh, for me, yes. It will continue to go off the rails because eventually I put music on well, here. Well, yeah, I went apeshit crazy after this. 
yeah. Over the line. Yeah, five to ten items was supposed to be our list. This is going to turn into a long episode, I think, right now. <laughs> so, movies was the next category. And it says, all genre. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about, when we talk about this, what is the criteria? What were you judging? Because it was all genre. Instead of doing five horror movies, five action movies, five romantic comedies, whatever. So I put, is it enjoying to watch? Will I stop and watch it? For example, if I'm flipping through the channels and it comes on, do I just stop and watch it? Does it hold up after years and years? And if there's memories attached to it. Well, yeah, I don't think you gave me all that before no, you well, just I just gave asked me the you, list. No, no, I asked you to put your own criteria. So the, this is the criteria that I use. Personally. Yeah, so yes. what criteria did you use? I just went through all my favorite movies in my brain. Trying, what, trying what is to, the category that... Trying to make sure I didn't forget one. And there are so what, many. What makes a favorite movie to you? Something I can watch over and over and never get tired of. Mm-hmm. All right. That's about it. It's basically, if it's uh, if it's something I come in in the, the halfway into yeah. on TV, yeah, yeah, I'm watching it. Or sometimes I just get in the mood for it and I look for it and I watch it. You know. And I am sure that many of these will be overlapping. So why don't you go first, and then I will check off the ones. I'll tell you if I have it on my list, and then I'll add on my own. All right. Just so this doesn't go all hours of the night because it's right. good. I'll go through my first three, and then you can do your first three. How's that? Well. <laughs> you want me to go through all of them? <laughs> sure, you can do your first How many three. are there? Ten? Well, I went and May I went, more I than ten. I went further than that, yeah. So. I, I first did the favorite movies, and then I did So you did honorable mentions after that, even. Yes, I did. All right. I'm going to zip through them. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, not too fast, so I can mark Star them. Wars. Okay. New beginning. The first no. one. Oh, just the... Sorry, no, the sorry, very first sorry. one ever New Hope. made? New Hope. 1977, New Hope. Yes. Okay, gotcha. And then number two, every other Star Wars movie ever made. <laughs> Give or take a few. What about one, two, okay. and three? I'm just saying. What about Jar Jar Binks? Okay. That's still number two for you? Still still in there. Okay, okay. No Fletch. judgment. Chevy Chase. Okay, there's When judgment. he was in his groove. Mm-hmm. When he was in his groove. He's, I appreciate that you like Fletch. Fletch was a classic and that was when he was smug and smart and smarmy and hilarious. Mm. And it was in the 80s and it was perfect. Okay. There's very few things Definitely that aren't perfect not on about my Fletch. List. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> now, Tombstone. Duh. And that's what I have written here. Tombstone. Duh. <laughs> really? And I said, cuh. Like C U H dash classic. Classic. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Tombstone. I mean, I feel like we just need to take a moment to talk about Tombstone. Do we? Or you, you have it on your list too, right? It's number one on my list. All right. Tombstone well, is number one. Let's on my talk list. about it when we get to. Let me finish this real okay. quick. Shawshank. Of course, Shawshank. All right. Get busy living or get busy dying. Shawshank. All right, Aliens, not Alien. Alien number two. Aliens. Aliens. Yes. Okay. Reservoir Dogs. That's a good one. Best opening to any movie ever, really. It's pretty great. It's I won't. Fucking, I won't great. deny you. It's pretty great. Uh, Green Mile. God damn, that is a yeah. great movie. Are you kidding I should me? have put. Did I not have that on my list? Uh, Super Troopers. Yep. Legend of the Fall. It's very romantic. Wow. 
I did not have Legends of the Fall in there. It is a great movie. It's a romantic movie. It's action. It's drama. It's revenge. It's revenge. It's it's, it's a it's Princess Bride, but <laughs> dramatic. Possibly <laughs> one of his best movies. Brad Pitt? Yeah. Legends of the Fall is a great movie. I did not have it on here, but it is a great movie. Okay, so that's the list of movies, all genre. Oh, that's just it. Stopping at that at and then honorable, honorable mention, mention, I've got like a long list okay. of honorable mentions. So. so the ones I put in my movies, of course, Tombstone, because, duh, Yeah. Tombstone. You do something, you're going to stand there and bleed. <laughs> There's Every line in that movie <laughs> yeah. is quotable. Kurt Russell's am- The entire cast is amazing. That is the best performance by Val Kilmer of any movie. Yeah, the guy with the mustache that talks about meat, what's for dinner or whatever. What's his name? <laughs> Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. <laughs> Also, you always for I always you don't always forget you the listener. I always forget that Billy Bob Thornton is in that movie. Yeah. And so oh, I forgot you were there. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Tyler. I just yeah. Everything about that movie is amazing. I've it's, seen it a million times and I'll watch it a million more. Every time it's on, we'll stop and watch it every single time. I've had a Tombstone and Tombstone night where I cook Tombstone pizza and we watch Tombstone. Yeah. It's number one. For me. That might be his performance of his lifetime. The it, He's been some great movies, but Tombstone is it. I mean, also, even and Val uh, Kilmer, even Val Kilmer might be his lifetime performance. Yeah, I agree. I mean, best movie in those two characters. I those agree. two actors' lives. I agree. Uh, I put, and these weren't necessarily in order, except for Tombstone was always going to be number one. The Edge. 1997. Oh. Anthony Hopkins, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Bart the Bear. True, yeah. true love. The Edge. I will watch anytime it's on. It is a very simple movie. There's, they're just out in the wilderness. Yeah, brief moment. A rich guy comes in there with his his supermodel wife. Oh, Al McPherson is gorgeous. I have a total girl crush out on in her. In the middle of nowhere in Alaska. Yeah, but that movie it holds up, man. It's yeah. great. Every time we'll sit and watch it. Every single time. Uh, Jurassic Park, number one. The very first original Jurassic Park. I still love it. I will still stop and watch it. That dinosaur is still scary. Oh, that's the one about dinosaurs. Shut up. <laughs> T-Rex is my hero. I love T-Rex continuing to make appearances. I love T-Rex still in the new Jurassic Worlds. But the original, I mean, come on. Jeff Goldblum laid out with a shirt open. <laughs> The, the face that Sam Neill makes, and what's that other lady? Laura Dern. When they come around that corner and see, see the, the dinosaurs for the first time. The brontosaurus, yeah. Yes. And the music swells. and I was, uh, in, I was in Japan when that movie was, from the moment the movie was publicized to the moment it came out. I missed all of that. When I came back, everybody was talking about Jurassic Park, and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> It's, it's so great, I bought the 3D version of it and then decided to show it to my 11-year-old nephew, which was a terrible idea. <laughs> um, I love that movie. It's a great movie. What's your favorite moment? In, in Jurassic the, Park? The very favorite in that movie. I think it might be when they come around the corner and see the very first time they see the dinosaurs. There's a lot of great moments, but that emotional like moment of awe when they come around the corner... And see what he actually was able to do. is so great. And then when T-Rex saves the day. I was going to say, that's pretty great too. Yeah. 
but the first the first moment's probably my favorite. Uh, and also, let's just mention honorable mention of B.D. Wong in Jurassic Park, B. who B. turns Wong. into a bad guy later on. <laughs> he's he's got a part in a show called uh, Law and Order. Uh, SVU. SVU. Well, both, I think. Dun dun. He's been around. He has been around. All right. Next on my list is Last of the Mohicans. Every single time it's on, Daniel Day-Lewis, 1992, Madeline Stowe. Every time it's on, I will stop and watch it, hands down. I know there's a lot of blood and guts in that, but that is that is a full-on chick flick right there. Oh, that, yeah. That is nothing but It chick totally is a chick flick. flick, but that's not why I watch. Well, that's, that's, that's not true. That's Indians and colonists, and that's blood and guts and in killing war. and war. But that is a full-on chick flick. <laughs> It is a chick flick, and I have a very hard crush on Uncas, the younger brother, who does not look like that anymore. But in my mind, he will continue to look like that. Uncas. Uncas. Uh, I think his name, his name is Eric Schweig. I'm saying that wrong, probably. S-C-H-W-E-I-G. He does not look like that anymore, but I freaking love that movie. In I that will, movie, that's your crush, that guy. That is definitely my... Not Daniel Day-Lewis. I don't care about him. <laughs> And I really just like the scope of the movie. I mean, I know it is. I totally agree with you. It is a chick flick, but that's not why I love it. I love the scope of it. I love the music of it. That main theme I've heard played on cello is amazing. I think it's BS that Madeline Stowe didn't sleep with the father because he was last of the Mohicans in the very end. She should have slept with him and keep the line going. But anyway, I digress. So last full of the on entire every bit of the movie. Every bit of it. Especially when Duncan gets fried at the stake because he's a uh, jerk. Maybe, maybe I should watch it again. I don't know. <sighs> it's a great movie. Uh, I also had Super Troopers on, of course, because Littering and Littering and Yeah. We got to meet them. And hence. We got to have a beer with them. Yeah, we got lucky. Uh, Hallie, she got in early on their... Uh, when they were fundraising for the second movie. Yeah, the fun GoFundMe campaign, or was it a... Was it GoFundMe? Uh, it was, or was Indiegogo. It Indiegogo on their second movie. She was there early, and uh, we got tickets to meet them, go and have a beer with them. And we saw the premiere. Saw the premiere a couple days early. Or yeah, but hanging out with them and having a beer was the coolest. I yeah. don't appreciate them not liking my stuff on Twitter, <laughs> but actually meeting Kevin Heffernan and Steve Lemmy, yeah, they were really actually really cool in real life. Talked to them for quite a while, like an hour, a full hour. We sat and chat with them. Yeah, they, that was a very cool experience that I will never forget. Yeah, and also their podcast chewing it talks about Peaceways and them having a crush on Patrick Swayze, and it's hilarious. So Peaceways is yeah, that <laughs> whole story is hilarious. The Sam Elliott story oh yeah is my absolute favorite yeah so just go listen to chewing it if you're interested in them at all broken lizard comedian troop yeah uh this is also a total chick flick and i do watch it because it's a chick flick the notebook i love ryan gosling and rachel mcadams (sighs) i know okay i fast forward through the old people part i don't watch the end because it's sad i just watch the part with Allie and Noah when they're young. And as soon as they get so back wait, together, wait, wait, I turn wait. it off. Fucking. <laughs> you're talking about you don't even go to the end? I've seen the end. Now that I've seen it, I don't watch it. I watch until they get back together and it's happily ever after and then I turn it off. 
You've seen it, right? You know how it ends. This is not a spoiler alert. This thing's been out since 2004, but they die together. I'm not watching it. I'm just not doing it. Okay. So, and also it was really cute because they were together in real life and blah, blah, blah. And because it was in like the 40s or 30s or whatever right. it was. Didn't you have, like, have a cow and they did their reenactment of their kiss? Yeah, on the, the MTV, MTV Movie Awards, Awards. Yeah. Best Kiss, yes. Uh, next on the list, Office Space. Oh, you know what? Office Space is amazing. It still holds up. It's yeah. hilarious. It's that quotable. completely slipped any of my even honorable mention. Uh, Ron Livingston, Jen Aniston, Gary Cole. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to need you to go ahead and come Michael in Bolton. on Michael Bolton. I'm not the real Michael Bolton, but Michael Bolton. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Nain on a job. Nain on a job. It's not that hard. <laughs> not going to work here anymore. What is your favorite moment of Office Space? Uh, There's so many. Uh, favorite moment, I think. Jesus. <laughs> I think I think it's when uh, when he sits there and just levels with his, his neighbor. Uh, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Damn it. Hey. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> He's like, uh, I think she was cheating on me. He's like, yeah, I get that idea too, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lawrence? La- Lawrence? Is it Lawrence? Yeah. I think it's Lawrence. His neighbor Lawrence. He's like. And so that's Dietrich. Like, What's his face? Dietrich Bader, yeah. Yes. So yes. great. So great. Been on several shows that are great. Started uh. out on Drew Carey, but yeah. Uh. When, yeah, that part where he's like, uh, what would you do if you had a million dollars, man? I think I'd just do nothing. He's like, shit, man. You, you don't, don't need, need a million, million dollars to do, do nothing. nothing. I got a cousin. Broke a shit, dude. No shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. That movie's great. Just like Super Troopers and Tombstone. Yeah. Constant quotable great, lines. Great dialogue. All right. Uh, next on my list, Get Out. Ugh. You can do an recent stuff now well i'm doing all of them but get out with jordan peele's creation is so great and it's even freaking scarier the second time you watch it when you know what's happening i'm not going to talk about it because although yeah. it did come out in 2017 it's still new enough maybe people haven't seen if it. if they haven't seen it just just stop the podcast right now and go watch it go watch get out get out is amazing it is so great yeah so that's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah. You know I had to put Dirty Dancing on this list. Are we still on? I haven't even gotten to honorable mentions yet. Okay, all right. I'm just gonna say you got a long list. No, I have just one more after okay. this. Uh, Dirty Dancing. Oh, I have two more out of this. Dirty Dancing is uh, on the list. It's always gonna be on my list. I don't care. They made my honorable mention. Peace face. <laughs> uh, my last two out of sight. It's not the best movie ever made, but I love it. George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, uh, Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. I, um, it's also a chick flick. What's the guy's name? Jesus. Hilarious. Funny guy. You wanted to tussle. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, Don Cheadle's in it, right? No, Don Cheadle, but uh, the, the white guy. The guy that plays white, the white guy? Yeah. I can't remember his name. He's like a nervous, just nervous. <laughs> he's, Glenn, he's Glenn in the show. Oh, so great. Ah, it's killing me. I can't think of his name. Out of, yeah. I love him and everything he's been in. And now I'm going to have to look it up. Son of a bitch. Out of sight. This movie. He is oh, one of my. Wayne something? Was it Wayne? No, maybe Wayne was his What else has he been out? No, his name is Glenn. He was in that movie where they. Uh, Saving Silverman, where uh, him and his buddies are all like 
Diamonds in the Rough, and they were like a Neil Diamond cover band, and they uh, Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Fuck, I love Steve Zahn. Steve He's Zahn so is good. great. The whole movie is great. It's it's sweet. Yeah. It's fun. It's exciting. There's Fully. a jewel heist. There's robbery. There's a tussle. There's violence. There's there's Jennifer intrigue. Lopez kicks somebody's ass. Yeah, you know what? Great movie. Good pick. Thank you. Last on my top list, Silence of the Lambs. There's, again, not a time that I don't stop and watch Silence of the Lambs. Jesus Christ, I didn't even have that near my list. Anthony Hawkins, seven minutes. Was it film. seven? I thought it was more than that. I think it's seven. It doesn't matter. That's a great freaking movie. His entire screen time is very limited. But but it's priceless. Their interactions, their connection, their everything. I mean, oh, yeah. I just love that movie. Love the suit. Yeah. Oh, yes. Great movie. Yeah. Don't leave me in here! <laughs> right. All right. Honorable mentions. Would you She's like to hurt, go mister. First? She's hurt bad. <laughs> we could quote that whole movie, too. Yeah. Honorable mention? Mm-hmm. You want me to go through all of them? You might as well, and I'll check them off if I have them. Enter the Dragon. Oh, damn it. Why didn't I have that? Good call. The Crow. You've got to be shitting me. I didn't have that in here. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm just going to back up. That's in That's in every time it's on. I'll stop and watch it. Brandon Lee. You've seen The Crow? You can't see the look I'm giving him right now, but yes, I've obviously seen The Crow. I've been to Brandon and Bruce Lee's grave. It's in Seattle. So have I. <sighs> the Crow. Great pick. You, you're a pretty good fan. <laughs> Uh, Smoking the Bandit. Great movie. Forrest Gump. Great movie. Field of Dreams. Oh, I did not have Field of Dreams on here. I did have Forrest Gump. Platoon. Ugh, also great movie. Poltergeist. <laughs> that movie scared the crap out of me when I was yeah, I was way too young to watch that movie. <laughs> it's just it was just the right time for that kind of movie, and it just works. It it still it holds up. E. T. Ugh. That'll break my heart every time. I know you already mentioned Dirty Dancing. Mm -hmm. Footloose. Aha, Not sure yes. if you've ever seen Footloose. Have you seen Footloose? <laughs> he is making fun of me because I watched Footloose every single day for an entire summer. <laughs> and he is testing us. Every, every day. Our Lord is testing us. Yes. Didn't make your list. <clears throat> yeah, it's on my honorable mention. Uh, honorable mention. Okay. I remember uh, that one at least. Apocalypse Now. Okay. And the Outsiders. Agree. Great movie. Stag lots of lots of big names when they were young. Stay gold. Pony boy. Stay gold, pony boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, honorable mentions: Dazed and Confused. The King and I, 1956. Have you seen The King and I? Yul Brenner. I have never. Et cetera, et I have cetera. never, never. I've never watched The King and I. Well, I might have to get you to watch it. I actually watched it when they brought it back out to the Everett Theater. It's a musical, right? It's kind of a musical. It's a musical, but it's not the whole thing. Yeah. I it's love, great. I love a good musical. King and I, it's a good musical. It's got to be good. It is really good. Right. All right. Footloose, of course. I, I actually wrote Star Wars all but part one through three. <laughs> okay. All right. They made your honorable, honorable mention. They did. I'm very happy about. Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction, you yes. You did not have on your list. Good Lord. 
Yes. Uh, the Rainmaker. I can quote every single line in. Pulp oh, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Really, if I didn't have, if I had more than ten, it would have been on the top. Yeah. Uh, the Rainmaker with Matt Damon. That's the one where he's a lawyer. He's like a law student. Matt Damon. And uh, what's her face? Claire Danes is in an abusive relationship, and he's helping her while he's also helping this. The oh, son that you know has what? the leukemia. I believe I've seen part of it. On like I was flipping around and. Like, I mean, hey, there's Matt Damon. You like Law and Order. The whole point is they're lawyers. It's kind of well. He's not quite a lawyer. He's getting his, um, he's working under Danny DeVito, I think, or somebody else that has a lo- a license. But basically, he goes up against an insurance company because they keep refusing these claims for this sick kid. And the side story is that he's helping Claire Danes get out of her abusive relationship. And <clears throat> spoiler alert! I didn't tell the whole story. There's a <laughs> Other things that happen, but the the rainmaker is because it's a big lawsuit, and it's a it's a good lawyer drama. It's also got a side thing of romance or whatever, but that's not really the point of the story. I enjoy the <clears throat> law part, not the order part. I like the order part. <laughs> uh, and I'll, Matt Damon's pretty young in this, so uh, I also had Forrest Gump and Shawshank Redemption. A Few Good Men, because I can't resist Jack Nicholson. It's not Tom Cruise. It's Jack Nicholson. You know what? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about A Few Good Men. Uh, (laughs) Because you're a Marine, you have a different opinion. No, 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 no. No. No, I loved every bit of it. It's just that the I saw it in the theater... And this is while I was in uh, B school, which was secondary uh, from... You go through boot camp, then you go to A school, which was... More boot camp. More boot camp. And then you went to B school, which is your specialty. Okay. Which I was going to be working on airplanes, but... I was in Lemoore, California, where there's, like, nothing but, like, cotton fields and <laughs> and really loneliness. I didn't know there was cotton in California. But... Yeah, they grow cotton up there in... Uh, I'm trying to think of where it was. That's all right. Yeah, anyway. Um... So, yeah, we got some friends together. We went and saw that movie in the theater, like, the day it came out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we picked it all apart because we were still, like, young Marines. Like, <laughs> look at his salute. And look at his uniform. It's terrible, you know. <laughs> but uh, it didn't, later on, it was when I watched it, it was like, really, really, it's a great movie. Yeah. As, as crazy as Tom Cruise is. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. He put on an incredible performance in that movie. You've made me think of two other side notes while you were telling this great story. Go ahead. Uh, while I was still in the Army, Team America came out. <laughs> Can you imagine watching Team America on an Army base? <laughs> also, it made me think that I did not put miniseries or TV shows, but of course Band of Brothers would be in the top. That's not really a movie, though. That's it, it, well. It's, that's it's what I'm series. saying. I realized when I look, look back through the list, I didn't put any subcategories. I just put movies. So I feel like we need to mention Band of Brothers because I did not put a list that would include yes. that. The fact that you own you own band, <clears> the <throat> entire do. collection, and I own the entire collection, and when we got together, <laughs> we were like, "Well, we both own the entire collection of Band of Brothers." Yeah, and they're not going anywhere. No. All right, my last three, real quick, honorable mentions: The Sixth Sense. I yeah, still love hello, it. shit. Yeah, still great. Uh, even when you know what's gonna happen, uh, uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying it. Uh, Titan- he sees dead people. 
<laughs> Titanic. You can't deny Titanic. Come on. The scope of the story. Yes, it's a love story, but Billy Zane is so great as a bad guy. He's a terrible piece of shit. Yeah. And Kate Winslet is amazing. She does a good job Leo of being naive. Leo is yes. good. I mean, it's just, it's a good movie. Slobbering dog. Cinematically, it's wonderful. And that's why it won so many awards. Yes, it's a romance, but it's a good movie. Yeah. I also stop watching after the boat sinks. <laughs> 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 don't judge me. Lastly, uh, I don't think you've seen this one, but Waiting to Exhale. This has Whitney Houston in it, Angela Bassett. It's a strong black lady drama. It's great. Um, definitely a movie that women would like because it's got four strong women characters. But it's And it's got that guy from Allstate, which is why I don't like Allstate insurance because that guy's an asshole in the movie. But um, Waiting to Exhale. It's a great movie. So Men are jerks. <laughs> Not all men. Gregory Hines is in it. And he's a good guy. Hines? Yeah. yeah. Gregory Hines. Not yeah. Peck. Hines. No yeah. longer living. Gregory Hines. Was great in several movies before that one. Yeah. Yeah, he was. But he's a good guy in that movie. Anyway. Talented tap dancer, by the way. Would you... He is a talented tap dancer. Now, here's where shit just goes awry. Because... Where are we now? What are you doing now? Music. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, before we start music, we need to take a break. So... I'm going to go refresh my drink, and we'll be right back. All right. All right. And we're back. So, music is the next category, and I knew we would not stick with 10, but I did stick with 10 of my favorite all-time songs, and then have an honorable mention. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Okay. So, wait. I thought we had... What? Oh, songs underlined. Shit. That's all right. We'll go with whatever you had. What did you do? I was naming bands. I was just naming favorite bands. Well, you can name your favorite bands, and then on the fly, you can name the favorite songs. So my criteria for favorite songs was musicality, just the actual listening to the melody and how I liked it. Memories, feelings, and how many times I can listen. Similar to movies, have I listened to this thing over and over? <clears throat> what was your criteria for favorite bands? I guess I kind of see that you wrote you underlined songs. I started out. I started out by listing bands and uh, songs, and then okay, yeah, okay. I'm still. I guess I was still there. I just was worried about. Uh, like, there's so many songs for some of these bands, I can't just pick a favorite one. What was your criteria? Like you said, uh... Musicality? Well... Memories? My favorite and general popular favorite, as far as... Look, I like it, but never mind that, everybody likes it. Or so says you. Anybody who likes them likes that. So, I guess I was going through people who like the band like this song. Okay. Well, why don't you go first? Well, I just want you to guess what my favorite band is. Tool. Oh. How exhausting was that to say? <laughs> it looked like you were so worn out just by saying the word. No. Tool is amazing. Tool, musically, is untouched. Tool is a great band. I like their songs. It's just not my favorite. Right. 
So there so I'll are... give Tool honorable mention as a band because I don't really know their songs because I don't really listen to them. But they are a great band. Technically have, superior. They have some great songs. Yes, they do. And I think uh, Lateralis is probably in the atmosphere of one of their tops. I love the... There's a song. It's called uh, the Swamp Song. It's one of the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's... Uh, whew, there are a lot of songs. And they're all pretty damn good. But you didn't have a favorite song written on there? 46 and 2 and Eulogy. And... Uh, <laughs> it's... It's just I also wrote almost every song, but uh, <laughs> yes, the, some are some are better than others. There are some on their very first album, Opiate, that it's they considered a live album, so they didn't really consider it a, a, a studio album. But mm-hmm. I, because that's the album that I fell in love with. Mm. I love almost all the songs on that album, but they don't hardly even make any kind of list of some of the stuff they've done since then. So they really become innovative and great. Alright, what's next? Uh, Led Zeppelin. All of Led Zeppelin, specifically? Or do you have a favorite Oof. Led Zeppelin song? Oof. Yeah. From I don't have Led Zeppelin on my list, although I should. If I was going to have a favorite Led Zeppelin song, it's Cashmere. Cashmere's great. That's probably my favorite. And, yeah. and it's probably something to do with the fact that Hart covered it, but I do really love that song. They've also covered Battle of Evermore. They've covered a lot of Zeppelin. They love Black Ze- Dog. They is love a great Led song. Um, yes. Yeah, so, just play me a Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> it's great. Okay. What's uh, next? Pink Floyd. I'm gonna have to pass on Pink Floyd, but I understand <laughs> the value. Go ahead. And same thing. Play me a Pink, Pink Floyd Pink song. Floyd song? Uh, I think one of my recent favorites that I've been listening to a lot of, and I enjoy it, is. Um, you forgot already? Uh, the name of the song. <laughs> How's it go? Ugh. Too many beers. Hang on. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Uh, NWA. Okay. All right. The album's straight out of Compton. There's not That's a the bad... Place? There's not a bad... Is that that album? Yeah. If you're going to standardize gangster rap, there's not a bad song on that entire <laughs> CD. It's great. All right, classic Love out of it. the 90s, showing your age, little yes. Gen Xer. And same with the Beastie Boys. Okay. Show me a Beastie Boys song that I don't like. I don't think you can. <laughs> okay. Uh, Elton John, Yellow Brick Road. Ugh. I mean, Elton Any John. Any song on Yellow Brick Road. Was that song... Um, Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road? No, not Goodbye, Yellow Brick What's that song we just listened to? Uh... That's what they call it, the blues? Is that on Yellow It's Brick not Road? on Yellow Brick Road, no. It's on his, one of his later ones in the 80s. But ju- I just was reminded of, that's now that's why they call it the blues. I would have put that on my list. That almost, is an am- almost perfect a perfect song. song. Great. It Love really it. is. I, sh- I am honorably mentioning it right now because I don't have it on my list. We are all lucky to be alive when Elton John is alive. I did have Elton John as an artist on my list, but not that song specifically. He's a great musician. Yes. Uh, Metallica. Okay. Mostly early? their early stuff. Of course. You know, just like anybody else will say. No, no, not anybody. I, like probably most people, because that's why it's called pop, because it's popular, like their newer stuff. Newer but stuff? But classic people... Newer stuff? Newer, like, 90s. I mean, okay. you know, when they became that's mainstream... That's still their old stuff. No, you know what I'm talking about. But There's that's a what whole I'm saying. generation... 
that only listens to whatever they came out with before well, nothing else matters or whatever the hell. Those are a bunch of punk idiots. <laughs> I'm with I'm just you. Clarifying. I'm with you on the nineties all the way up to the band they they came out with a there's an album called Load. Mm. Recently? No, no, no. Oh. That was that was in the late nineties. Mid to late nineties. Mm. And uh that's where I kind of started looking for an exit. Oh, okay. Like, I'm going to jump off the bandwagon. Well, I haven't heard any of that, so I'm just going to go with standard Metallica that they play on rock stations. Everything you've heard. Yeah. Yes. All right, what else? The Weepies. The Weepies. All right. Not too many people know the Weepies, but... uh, (laughs) I know who the Weepies are. I don't uh, think they're my favorite songs, but I get it. They're soothing. It's soothing folk music, and it's a woman who's got an angelic voice. I like uh, that Coyote song. She... Partnered with a guy called Old Coyote. Old Coyote. Great song. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, She partnered with a guy who was uh, another folk singer, and they they made some music together, and then they got married, had a baby. Very romantic. They've been together since. So. Very romantical. Yes. Great band, the Weepies. Check them out. Oh my God. I didn't say my cousin Vinny. We both should have put that on the list. What the hell? Yeah. Okay. Hopefully this isn't divided by the uh, middle of making it into two episodes once. No. Gonna be like... No, no. It's going to be all one. I can't. Uh, Mike, come on. Come on. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Now you got me all thinking about <laughs> my cousin Vinny quotes. I know. Sorry. What's your next musical one? Uh, Nirvana. Okay. 90s Seattle I know, band. You kind of missed the boat. Not a big Nirvana fan. I mean, fan. I was right here, but I just wasn't. You were a little listening. young. I was listening to more R and B at that you time. You were R and B at the time, but I uh, wasn't listening to grunge. I was listening to R and B. I did listen to Pearl Jam. I was listening to everything. Really, I was. But I what I missed out on was Alice in Chains, who I came to appreciate later. Well, I found them about the same time I found Nirvana, Ooh. and. I should have found Alice in Chains earlier because they were around for so much longer. But <laughs> okay. once I started feeling well, Soundgarden better the be Northwest on your sound. List. I don't call it the G word. It's the Northwest <laughs> sound to me, and it's it, it ate me alive. I loved it. Well, that Northwest sound better includes Soundgarden. Yeah. Is it on your list? Yes. Okay. What's next on your list? Well, Alice in Chains is next on my list. <laughs> Soundgarden is after that. <laughs> And then uh, are we going? We're going down to honorable mention. Is that okay? All right, I still have Prince on the other list. Well, save your honorable mentions because okay. So Prince. In my honorable mentions, I just named artists. Prince. Prince. Yeah. Obviously, iconic. Prince. Everything Prince. And everything we've never heard of that's still in the vault, Prince. That hopefully someday we'll get to hear. Ugh, I want to. I want to play. On this, uh... You can't play it because I can't afford it. Right. <laughs> you can sing it. Okay, so <laughs> regularly at work, I put on this '80s uh, playlist mm-hmm. that I have on my on my phone, and it plays the original "Nothing Compares to You." Oh man, that's a great one. If you haven't heard it, look it up. The Prince version, not the Sinead O'Connor version. Yeah, great. Okay. <clears throat> oh, wait, I skipped a shitload. God damn it. Of honorable mentions or actual songs, actual bands. Oh no no. Well, Queens of the Stone Age is the last one I had on my important list. Queens, Queens of, of the Stone, Stone Age. Age. Any particular song? 
Any particular song? Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, he got real close to the microphone, so we might be getting ready to hear something. I'm going to have to say Sat by the Ocean is a wonderful song to listen to by Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> Are you doing a little ASMR? What's happening? <laughs> okay, Queens of the Stone Age. Fair enough. All right, for me, <clears throat> excuse me, for, for my favorite songs, I did actual songs. Instead of the band. So, uh, in no particular order, Nature Boy by Nat King Cole. The piano version that is not on the soundtrack, which still pisses me off, on Untamed Heart. We looked everywhere. But Nature Boy is a great song. Red House by Jimi Hendrix. Wonderful. That might be my, no, it can't be my number one, but it's. It's amazing. I do love it. It it encapsulates the blues. It does. In it, rock it and roll. It was on City of Angels in the movie. And I went down to the EMP in Seattle and looked at the whole Jimi Hendrix soundtrack. And I just listened to Red House on loop. <laughs> Even though he's got other great songs, Red House is it for me. I didn't have Jimi Hendrix on, on my list. <laughs> well, you know, you forget sometimes. Yeah. Next is A Summer Breeze by Seals and Croft. There's really just nothing more relaxing than Summer Breeze. It's on Days and Confused soundtrack. It's a gr- I've always loved that song. I wasn't a child of the 60s, but that's a great song. Yeah, it could be the middle of winter. I hear that song and it makes me feel warm and I start smelling fresh mowed grass. Yeah. Just yeah. from hearing it. It's a great one. Now, this next one might be my number one. And I realize... That some people might poo-poo it because they'll say it's overplayed. But there's nothing more fucking genius, as you're mouthing it, than (laughs) Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Freddie Mercury was a goddamn genius. I don't care what anybody says. Watch the movie. Listen to the music. That was revolutionary in music at the time. Nobody did anything or has ever done anything since then that sounds anything like that. It is perfect in every way. Comments? Well, I feel like are, we need to pause for comments. There are people who are trying to, and they're not getting close, <clears throat> but they're trying to. So they're trying really hard to rhythm. You know, they're trying to come up with new incredible things. In music, but yes. But they're not Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. No one will ever be Freddie Mercury. Yeah. There is a definition. I mean, come on. One of a kind means one of a kind. He was one of a kind. He's, he's not one in a million. He's one of a kind. Yeah, seriously. He's one human being that will never be. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next on my list, Nutshell by Alice in Chains on the Jar of Flies album. Oh, yeah. I have very much come to appreciate Alice in Chains, although I did not appreciate them while Lane Staley was alive. Um, Nutshell, <clears throat> for some reason, I <laughs> this is so stupid. I kept getting Alice in Chains and Alice Cooper mixed up. And I would see the picture of Alice Cooper and be like, I don't want to listen to that. And then a terrible person in my life actually reintroduced me to Alice in Chains. So if I can be thankful for one thing, it's the appreciation of Alice in Chains. That guy brought Alice in Chains into your life. So I guess I can't be terribly mad because Nutshell is a great fucking song. And, and Alice in Chains is great. I will listen to it over and over. That whole album, Dirt and Jarrah Flies, both of them, fantastic, amazing. Can I get a high five on that one? You can get a high five. All right, thank you. You know what's next on my list. I'll give you one guess. Starts with an S and ends with Allen Garden. 
Soundgarden is not on my list, although oh. Chris Cornell is amazing. Don't stop believing. Oh, Journey. Journey. Don't stop believing. And I don't care if it's Steve Perry Journey or New Journey. I don't care. Don't stop believing <sighs> is the second best anthem besides yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Everybody stops and sings. Don't stop believing. Everyone's a small town girl. Everyone knows the lyrics to that song. It just makes you feel good. It's a good song. Agree. It's a great song. It's a great song. <clears throat> All right. Next on my list is probably not very familiar to many people, but Lay Me Down by Shannon Curtis. I love this song. This song I heard about six years ago. I heard a live version of just piano. And it brought me to tears. It's literally about an apocalypse. And it is so sweet and so gentle and so beautiful. And Shannon Curtis has a beautiful voice. Lay Me Down is a great song. If you haven't heard it, look it up. Lay Me Down, Shannon Curtis. Yes, she's incredible. Uh, Thorn in My Pride, Black Crows. Oh, yeah. Great songs by the Black Crows. I wish they were still playing together. I don't know what's going on with them, but... Uh, Family Issues. Thorn in My Pride. That's a great song. So good. Mexico by James Taylor. It's similar to Summer Breeze for me. It's just kind of a feel-good, even though the lyrics aren't very happy. <laughs> yeah. The music is just fun and laid back, and James Taylor has that sweet, folky sound. Yep. Originally, it was going to be, oh, new Mexico. <laughs> and I realize I don't have Mr. Sunshine on my goddamn shoulders, John Denver, on my list, <laughs> which kind of makes me sad, but honorable mention. <laughs> Uh, and last of my favorite top ten songs, The Night We Met by Lord Huron. Oh, wow. I totally forgot. <laughs> if I anybody, love that song. If anybody has seen 13 Reasons Why. Love that song. That is the song that the couple, the main couple, danced to at the prom. Oh. And if there's anything that's going to rip your heart out after watching that movie, it's that song. That yeah. song is great. Yep. It's very simple. But beautiful. Now, I'll have you know that my very first honorable mention is Ed Sheeran. If I had more than 10, I would have put Ed Sheeran's songs on here. Ed Sheeran's ginger, soulless body somehow has the most soul of any white person ever. And who is he again? Ed Sheeran. You know Ed Sheeran. Don't <laughs> give me that face, you smartass. So, what? before I continue with my honorable mentions, who are your honorable mentions? You want to go with mine? All right. Anytime. <laughs> I have, in honor of mention, you already mentioned James Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jackson. Yep, on my list. Lauren Hill. Oh, damn it. I should have put Lauren Hill on my list. Good call. I have Eric Clapton. Oh, good call. Weezer. Okay. <laughs> Ride or die. <laughs> Tom Petty. Damn it. Yeah, Tom Petty should have been on my list. I have Police. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You too. <clears throat> a Radiohead? Did I say Radiohead? You did not. Okay, Radiohead. And, uh... Is that Creep? Radiohead? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They have many, many other I'm sure they do. That's songs. the only yes, song yes. I know. Yes. Okay. And, uh... Yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and say Queens of the Stone Age again, because you really need to listen to Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I also have Prince and Michael Jackson, because duh. And I definitely should have had Tom Petty, because duh. Oh, and Queen. Sorry, I mentioned Queen. Okay, good. I also have Elton John, 
because Elton John. I love Elton John. Billy Joel. Shit. <laughs> so there's too many. You made your list so... Yeah. I gave you the same criteria. It's hard. It's hard to do. I know. Phil Collins. Both with and without Genesis. But in the air tonight? Come on. I have more Phil, and Co- I have uh. more Phil Collins in my collection <clears throat> than you would ever consider having. <laughs> and I didn't put that on my list. Uh, George Michael. Another tragedy that we lost George Michael. I realize that he's not your favorite pop star, but... George Michael was talented. He was talented. Tracy Chapman. She had a fast car. God damn it. Great voice. Great songs. It's okay. Uh, Ed Sheeran, like I said. And these last two are not quite as well known, but I still really like Toad the Rat Sprocket. Not the second CD. Walk on the Ocean. That CD. That entire album I can actually listen to without skipping. It's like the soundtrack to, uh, what's that show with the uh, people living in that apartment complex? And... <laughs> Singles? <laughs> no, I don't think Toto S. Bracket was in that movie, but yes, it's very similar. Or maybe the TV show, uh, Melrose Place. Maybe that was it. <laughs> and the last band I have on here, again, I think you probably know their songs, but you don't know their name better than Ezra. They have several, several songs that I'm sure you've heard, but their first album, Deluxe, I can also listen to that all the way through without skipping a song. Very 90s, but great. Super great. I love every bit of them. And uh, the big hit, the big hit, which would open you up to all their other stuff would be uh, good. good, right? Yeah, good. Yeah. It's it's a great band. They're very simple. It's just like a four-piece band. Oh, and so many times they sound like Radiohead to me. In so many cases, I'm like, is this Radiohead that. or is this... Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Better Than Ezra actually has like six or seven albums. Maybe great, even more. Great band. I like Better Than Ezra's... They've, they've lasted. Their, their first album, Deluxe, really was the primary album that everybody heard and they kind of fell off a little bit. There's a couple other songs I'm sure you've heard from the radio. Good stuff. They won't come to the West Coast for some reason. <laughs> That's true. I think they're from New Orleans. If you listen to their live stuff... Better than Ezra. Travel to the West Coast. We will come and see you. People <laughs> will see you. I think, yeah, if you listen to the live stuff, they're very bluesy. They're, they actually don't sound like they're recorded stuff, which is interesting. I want to make a special mention here because I did not put it on my list because it's instrumental. But Mark Cruz, K-R-O-O-S, he actually has come to my house, speaking of people coming to the Midwest, to the Pacific Northwest. Speaking of incredibly talented people. Extremely talented. Look up Mark Cruz, K-R-O-O-S. He plays a double neck guitar. Very entertaining. Extremely talented. Very kind and wonderful human being. So please look up Mark Cruz's stuff. K-R-O-O-S. He's, he's great. So honorable mention. All right. The next category, as we are into the second hour here. Already. Well, it's an hour and 12 minutes. Is the dinner party. Who would you invite alive and dead? So, I put eight people alive and eight people dead. Right. So, who would you invite to your dinner party? Alive. Claudette Colvin. Is this alive or dead? You can do dead first if you want. Claudette is still alive. Claudette Colvin's still alive? Yes, she is. Really? Yes. Please explain to the people who Claudette Colvin are is because I'm sure they don't know and they should. Claudette Colvin was... Um, Basically Rosa Parks before she was Rosa Parks. 
And I think it was in Alabama. I'm not sure. They worked together. So it was the same place. Wherever, yeah, sorry. Wherever the uh, bus incident, incident. happened. Uh, Claudette Colvin was a 15-year-old girl, I believe, when she decided she was going to sit in the front of the bus. She's a black young woman. Great choice. In the South. She's still alive. That's great. And they escorted her off the bus. The police arrested her. And uh, later... And she was working with Rosa Parks. Right. Eventually, it, it got it got it it got back to the movement, and uh, Rosa Parks did the same thing, kind of in her name, but she did it later. And because she was an adult, she was, you know, credited with the first black woman to sit in the front of the bus rather than the back of the bus. But as we learned on Drunk History, it was Claudette. Claudette Colvin, Colvin was a pioneer, <laughs> and she did it all by herself. So, great choice on Claudette Colvin. I would love to sit at the table with her and John Oliver. Oh, John Oliver. Oh, he's great. And Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. Tom Hanks. Oh, good choice. I put Jane Goodall. Okay, okay. And the Obamas. <laughs> that counts as one. Okay. And Elon Musk. Wow, Okay. Great, great topics there that That's you've got. a pretty good table, right? That's a great table. There's a lot of conversation going on there. There is. <clears throat> I have for my six alive people, I also, well, I just put Michelle Obama, but if you can count the Obamas as one, I have both. Okay. Uh, That's fair. Tiffany Haddish. Ah, yes. Because she's smart and hilarious. And she won't put up with nothing. Nothing. Derek Waters from Drunk History. Thank you, Yes. Because I just love his little laugh. He's great. Uh, Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. She is honestly very smart. If you have watched her on Twitter, first of all, to be strong enough to go through what she went through at 20-something, I mean... And still be relevant and important. She's She was 20-something. Come on. None if of that was her fault. She didn't allow it to devastate her entire fucking no, life. No. She is a wonderful human being. She grabbed the reins. And I would want her at my table. Yeah. Good for her. Uh, Hassan Minaj. Because <laughs> I very much appreciate the Patriot Act show that he does on Netflix. Yeah. He's great. Ricky Gervais. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I would trade out Ricky Gervais for John Oliver, either one of them. But Oof. I really love Ricky Gervais. God. Yeah, that's a coin toss. I know. W. Kamal Bell. Because everything he does with United Shades. I think I had him on my list and I crossed him off because I thought there was not enough women on my list. Ah, well, thank you for representation. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> John Oliver. <laughs> uh, speaking of hashtag feminism, Rabia Chowdhury. Rabia Chowdhury. I included her. You know what? I'm going to cross off. <laughs> I'm going to cross off. Elon Musk and put Wow Rabia Chowdhury. Well, you know what? Cheers to that. Cheers. Let me Rabia. Cheers. Cheers. Love you, Rabia. Mm. She's been an amazing ad advocate on so many fronts. She's a lawyer. She's a wonderful representation of hashtag feminism. She's good. And she's pure good. She's beautiful inside and out. Alright. Six people. That are dead, dead that you would have at your table. And this is one that I, I know I looked up. I have to look her up again. It's hmm. silly for me to not know who I put on my list, but there's a reason why I put her there. Katherine Johnson. 
Oh, Hidden Figures. She's one of the Hidden Figures ladies. Ah, okay. She was like the main one in the movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Great, okay. great choice. Okay. Uh, Representation. Hashtag. Albert family. Einstein. <laughs> okay. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Of course. Jimi Hendrix. Good choice. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Ooh, controversial, but good choice. Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. And JFK. And did I say Martin Luther King Jr.? Yes, you did. Yeah. Speaking of <clears throat> Martin Luther King Jr., of course he's at my table. Duh. Malcolm X, because they had opposing but similar views. Working for the same cause in different ways, so I would love to see and hear their actual interactions. Abraham Lincoln. Not so much for the slavery stuff, although I would want to hear about that. But I really want to hear how he dealt with politics as depicted in the movie that Daniel Day-Lewis did called Lincoln. Well, he was a lawyer and a politician with a mind for the future. He yeah. wanted to progress in every way. So if, if you start a conversation with him and he wanted to make progress. Yeah. I would love to hear the political part he of had a pro that. progressive mind. And I'm not a fan of politics, but I would love to hear his politics. Yes. Uh, Alan Rickman. Ah! Because Alan recently Rickman. Recently deceased people. Mostly because I just want to hear his voice. Ah. <laughs> oh, Alan Rickman. Uh, Princess Di. Yeah. Um, she because, was great. Because of her humanitarian work. She was wonderful. Um, Aaliyah. Because musically, she was amazing. She's a beautiful young lady, and she died way too early. Pocahontas. Because I want to know the real story of Pocahontas. What about Hiawatha? Well, I don't know her. Okay. I know the name, but I don't know her. And Harriet Tubman. There you go. That's the, the name the that I missed. The spy per drunk history. The name that I missed, <laughs> yes. Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Yeah. That's who I should have picked. So we both had amazing yes. people at our dinner table. I love your choices. I love your choices. All right. Next and second to last are favorite podcasts. I think we got a lot of the same ones in this one. Well, I know I listen to more podcasts than you do. So you do. You, and I've stopped listening to a lot of podcasts. So. You listen to a lot more music than I do nowadays. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I've, did, I've done a change up because I'm trying to... Uh, I'm trying to lessen my stress, I think. And I think the podcasts, while they inform me, cause me a lot more stress. So I've tried to listen to a little more music than news and podcasts. But I've cut it back. But I still occasionally listen to some of these. Okay. So I did not have a, an entire list of ten. That's okay. But, uh, I've I put, got eleven. <laughs> number one, I put cereal. Actually, I should have put, oh no, Ross and Carrie. <laughs> yeah. But yes, those two. I actually did not put oh no, Ross and Carrie because I've kind of fallen off that. I fell off it too. I did listen to I listened to all of their podcasts up until recently, and then I just kind of yeah. I have so In many fact, others. I, I haven't not listened to a podcast except for yours, in a long time. So. All of these are a list of the ones that I used to listen to. Basically. That's okay. Okay. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. Uh, ID10T, which used to be. Chris Hardwick. Which used to be. ID10T used to be. 
Oh, was I don't it? know what it was before. The Nerdist? The Nerdist. Nerdist podcast. Okay. Is now ID10T. And, uh... I've kind of fallen off that, too, but I've listened to a few. I like, I like you, his if interviews. You wanna, if you want to listen to... If you can think of a celebrity or an entertainer or an innovator of any kind, I challenge you to go to the ID10T podcast or Nerdist podcast, if it's still listed under ID10T. ID10T. And I challenge you... You'll probably find them being interviewed by Chris Hardwick, and it's it's and almost Chris Hardwick's always, actually a really good always, interviewer. Almost always a great interview. Yeah, I'm glad that he's back on Talking Dead because I really like him as an interviewer. Yeah, uh, Two Dope Queens is an excellent podcast. Two Dope Queens. Uh, Radio Lab, I listened to for a little while. Yeah, I kind of hit and miss with Radio Lab. It's but yeah. a little informative here and there, but uh, Hidden Brain was another one. Yep. Yep. And uh, I listened to one for a long time. It was Stuff You Missed in History, which is really good. It's kind of like Drunk History without the humor. It's yeah, little bits and pieces that you may not have may not have been covered in your textbooks or by your teachers. But uh, also very important, poignant thoughts and ideas that happened in history that that you should know about. So I did have that stuff on my you missed list. in history is or, good. I did have that on my podcast. Uh, at, you know, shows, but it seemed like the couple that I listened to, I have so many podcasts that I listen to Yeah. that it ends up, I ended up just taking it off. Yeah. But yes, it is interesting. It's still good and informative. It is. And finally, and last but not leastly, The Reed. If you don't know who Crystal is. Oh my is, God, The Reed! You're a fucking fool. Yes. The Reed. The Reed is absolutely on my list. Crystal and K- Kid Fury. If you don't know anything about black culture, if you don't know anything about just being a human being and being decent, it's funny, it's poignant, it's to the point, it's it's topical. Very humbling for a white person. It's great. I love the read. It comes out every Thursday and I listen to it every week. Even though it's two hours long, I still listen to it. I appreciate appreciate everything they do. And I absolutely love um, Crystal's laugh. I know some people make fun of it, but screw them. That is a great laugh. She makes me laugh. Her laugh is infectious. (laughs) So, yes, the read is on my list. Hidden Brain is also on my list. Good. Um, Of course, Psychology in Seattle. That's my number one. I do listen to that occasionally. I (laughs) missed it. Psychology in Seattle with Dr. Kirk Honda is my favorite. I have met him in person. Uh, He's amazing. I love his guests. I love his work. He's got... Geez, he's got to have over 800 episodes now. And as a clinician, kind of in the field, as a social worker, as a human being. As a musician. As a musician. I And he's got just an amazing voice. Like, it's a soothing voice. So, even if it's not about the topic. I mean, he is the whole reason this podcast exists. Yes, he and Umberto are a great partnership. They are. And, and if he hadn't done that episode about using social media to talk about your practice, and then he talked about podcasts, this podcast wouldn't exist because he was the inspiration. So, shout out to Psychology in Seattle. Shout out. Uh, and Undisclosed, that's uh, Rabia and uh, Susan yes. Simpson and Colin Miller. They continue to fight the good fight and battle on for people that they believe were either wrongly accused or are in the process of being in trial and wrongly accused. In yeah, in part in cooperation with the Innocence Mission, correct? Or Some of them are the Innocence Project, not all innocence of them. Project, yeah. mm-hmm. 
Um, but that's what led me to know about, besides cereal, um, know about the Adnan Syed issue, which I've done an episode on before. So um, shout out to Undisclosed. The Read, of course. Uh, My Favorite Murder, which infuses true crime with comedy. Oh, yeah. Do you listen to My Favorite Murder? No, no. I just, it just reminded me, I thought about, um, not Dr. Death, the other guy. Uh, hmm. Well, let me know when you think of it, because I'm not sure which one you're talking about. Southern California, and the girl killed his mom's... She killed her mom's boyfriend. What was that called? She killed her mom's boyfriend? It was a full-on, just one series of... He went out there, he was a druggie, he he pretended to be a... uh, That's so much true crime, I just don't even know what you're... I'm sure I know what you're talking about, but... Okay, you think about it while I finish she this list. She was like a furniture furniture shop owner slash decorator, and he showed up in her life and was just Oh, like, you're talking about um, John, John. Me- Meehan? Yeah, but uh, the, Dirty the, John. Dirty John. Okay. Listen well, to Dirty John. God damn it. Dirty John is a great podcast. It's I only about eight episodes. Right, right. I didn't think of it because it was a single series, kind just of like serial. yeah. I don't have cereal on my list either because they're single seasons. Right, right. It's not an ongoing. Dirty John is great. Still a great podcast. Eric Bana did an amazing job representing him. Yes, that is a great story. And Dirty John. The stories in cereal are great. Although, after listening to Undisclosed about Adnan and the coverage that cereal gave Adnan, I'm, I know that Sarah Koenig is trying to be impartial, but come on, have an opinion. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All right. Yes, Dirty John. Yes. Uh, the Adventures of Memento Mori. I don't know if that's coming back, but it is a fan-fucking-tastic podcast about death. It spans the range of all different kinds, and one of the last ones he did was about his dog. It is so great, and it's well-produced, and I love his voice, and it's real, and it's personal stories. The Adventures of Memento Mori is really worth listening to. The Lip is a podcast from New Zealand, and it's actually a bunch of stories about individual people. Some of them are tragic. Some of them are like a lady that survived being in a cult. Some of them are a lady that survived being almost killed. But then other ones are more lighthearted. They're just personal stories. And The Lip has really great storytelling. So I just really like it. So many white guys. Yeah. I did not have two dope queens on here. I should have. But uh, Sue Me White Guys is Phoebe Robinson. She hasn't been on for a while. Two Dope Queens is great. And they also haven't been on for a while. They've been doing their HBS specials. I think specials. Phoebe Robinson was on Jimmy Fallon recently. They're both fantastic. Phoebe Robinson and, and uh, Jessica Williams, amazing. Yeah, Jessica Williams. They're both amazing. She started out on... Uh, the, the Daily, Daily Show. Show with John Al- with Trevor John Noah. Stewart. John oh, John Stewart. Stewart. She was on John Stewart, and then and with Trevor Noah. Trevor yeah. Noah. All right. So <laughs> yes, Jessica Williams is amazing. Um, Ear Hustle. If you haven't heard of Ear Hustle, this started out as a podcast that started in San Quentin with a prisoner population, and the person that was the co-host has actually now gotten out. So they continue to do stories with people inside San Quentin and then what it's like to be released. And it's actually really fascinating. All the episodes are about 30 minutes, but they're really great. 
So I definitely encourage you to check out Ear Hustle. And then uh, the last two ones I have are Unpopular Culture with Michael Drain. Uh, I know him. I've met him. I met him through Psychology in Seattle. I have to be honest. I like a lot of his earlier stuff, although he's done some pretty interesting stuff recently. Um, and also the episode Small Doses with Amanda Seals. She's hilarious, but it's poignant. It's real. It's hashtag feminism. It's great. If you want to know anything about anything, small doses, check it out with Amanda Seals. So those are my favorite podcasts. All right. We are now at hour one hour and 30 minutes. What are your favorite sandwiches? That's not on the list. So you like knuckle sandwiches? <laughs> I got a knuckle sandwich right here. This is our very last little uh, favorite here. Yes. So our favorite life memories. Would you like to go first? Uh, I'll whip them out real quick. Real quick? Their favorite life memories. Uh, early on, I was five years old. I do remember... Uh, we were at the, the the UA 150 in Seattle on 6th Avenue. It's a, a theater that has since been torn down. My father took my brother and I in 1977 to see uh, Star Wars. Yes. The day it came out. The line wrapped around the theater. And if you can Google the UA... What's UA? 150. United Artists, I, I imagine. But it was UA 150. And uh, it was kind of like a domed building... It had interesting structure on the outside, but uh, my brother tells me this story about how my dad went away to go either uh, either to get the tickets or to try to get you know concessions or something to keep us while we were standing in line. All... How, how old were you? I was five. Five. Okay. And uh, and so Chris was seven. Yeah, seven-ish. Okay. Eight, seven, yeah. I, it was I think summertime, so he might have been yeah probably two years older than me. So okay. But uh, I can show you pictures of the building. But uh, my dad came back from getting what he was getting. And I was about 20 feet high, climbing up the side of the building, like scaling <laughs> it like a mountain climb. Like I was like... What are you, Spider-Man? Yeah, like I was Spider-Man. And he flipped out. <laughs> it was just, it was almost like a ladder. I was just climbing it up. Because I was bored, I guess. But uh, earliest memory of being in Seattle and seeing one of my favorite movies. I think that's... So my, my memories are com coming in order. Okay. Uh, we'll uh, take turns with memories. Right. Just so you have a moment to yeah. con control your emotions. Because that's a great memory. My uh, number one memory was riding horses. I used to ride my horse every single day after school. When I was in uh, kind of junior high and high school. I was in 4-H. And... Uh, this is how I met Cassandra in the fat shaming episode. We know, we have known each other for longer than that, but um, we lived right next to what is now the um, the Centennial Trail is paved, and people know it as the Centennial Trail that's paved. But when I rode on it, which was much better, it was just a dirt trail in the woods, and I rode that trail every day on my horse, my horse Jack. And it just gave me such great joy. I can't even believe that my mother let me ride alone on the trail. But every single day, I would go home from school 
or it'd be summertime or whatever. And we just, me and Jack would just go riding for hours. And it was just my favorite thing. I love that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Now there's a crosswalk with a stoplight. And, a... <laughs> and it's paved. <laughs> and bicyclists use it. And they say, on your left. Cling to that memory. Oh, I will. Uh, my second one, uh, I had to like dig down. It was earliest memories when I was, I think it was six years old, I started playing soccer. And I played soccer every year of my life from age six. Uh, when I was 14, I qualified. They had tryouts, and I, I played for a select soccer team. We went 14-0-0. We won all of our games. And uh, went into the playoffs and got our asses kicked. <laughs> but uh, I kept playing soccer all the way through high school. I played soccer from the age 6 to the age 18. I'm surprised you're not on the soccer league now. Well, and Victoria's then husband I think soccer. I played it like a year or two afterwards. I played some indoor out in Woodenville. Mm -hmm. They had an indoor... Uh, they still have an indoor little place. But uh, after that, it just kind of like... All right, I'm going to get old and fat now. <laughs> That's how I feel about horseback riding. <laughs> right. If so, I try to ride a horse now, I couldn't get up so the next yeah, day. All these memories of uh, being young and playing soccer, I love. I, I love the memories of playing soccer, and I love watching soccer. So. All right. My second memory is military training. I actually had a not terrible experience at boot camp <laughs> it's probably because it was summertime and we were restricted from doing a lot of things because it was so damn hot in south carolina Ugh. that they didn't want us to get heat stroke Gross. and be responsible for our death so uh i bet everybody smelled really good all i'm the time. sure they did but you know when you're 18 you don't think about that 18 19 um but i really I mean, when I was in basic training, I was like, oh, I'm going to stay in forever. I'm going to be a drill sergeant, you know, and then you get to the real military and you're like, what the fuck is this? Um, but one of my favorite memories when I did go into the active regular military was when we went to Bosnia and I actually wasn't even with my unit. So this is a crazy story. When I got to Germany, my unit had just come back from Bosnia. They were the very first unit to go into Bosnia. And I got assigned temporarily to a different unit. And so I met my unit as they're coming back, and I went down to Bosnia. While I was in Bosnia, one of our fellow co-workers had been a former Bradley driver and knew the Bradley company that was in Bosnia. So I was one of the very few women that has ever gotten to drive, drive a Bradley. <laughs> a Bradley fighting vehicle. <laughs> And that was a very fond memory. I loved being able to do that. At that point? Or they allow women now, too? Or I or don't they know. Decommissioned? This was do in they... 1997. So maybe so one I, of the first? I don't even know if Bradleys are around anymore. There's I don't an, think they are. There's an HBO special called The Pentagon Wars that's all about the Bradley fighting vehicle. I don't think there are any left are there there might not be i really don't know but you know they're women huge, weren't allowed right? to be no they're smaller they're little oh, armored they're... transport carriers oh. we did almost get run over get run over by an, a freaking abrams that's huge okay but they are um the tracks what are those called yeah 
Um, track vehicle. Track vehicle. And they're small. They're just an armored personnel carrier. So they maybe carry 10 people. It's kind of the precursor to the uh, the uh, the one they have a lot of in... Uh, yeah. What do you call so, it? Striker vehicle. They have yeah. wheels now. Big wheels instead of tracks right, now. Right, right. So we got to ride in all the positions. So we got to ride in the back. We got to ride in the gunner station. And we got to drive it. And at the time... Females driving at Bradley was not a thing. I mean, females were not in combat. This is 97. So that was not a thing. So somebody offered it to you, and then somebody else was like, meh, and you gave them a look like. <laughs> well, I would have honey badgered them, as is my nickname. That's what I'm hoping. But no, no? it was it was someone that was had been a retread, as we called them. He had gone Got from, out and come back in. Gone from infantry to aviation. Yeah. And he was in our unit. And he knew the people in the Bradley unit. So there was a day when he said, hey, our Bradley unit is willing to let you drive the Bradley. And so a few of us went over. And I was like, hell yes, I want to do this. Your definition of a retread is different than our, <laughs> our definition of a retread. So driving a Bradley was one of my favorite moments <laughs> in the military. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm still... Aside I'm, from shooting expert, by the way. I'm not up to military yet. I'm still in my childhood. I didn't even... Did I even do these in order? Oh. Oh, yeah. They are. <laughs> I tried to go in order. I'm still... I uh, joined the Boy Scouts. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't make it to Eagle Scout. I, I, was in, I was in the... I was in the Cub Scouts, the Weebelows, and then I joined the Boy Scouts. I did the Weebelow? whole... Weebelow? That's a thing? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, it just sounds funny. Yeah, I know. And uh, <laughs> and uh. Sorry, us Girl Scouts didn't know about the Weebelows. Well, and it's you know there's a lot of controversy these days about the Boy Scouts and everything, but we had some of the most incredible, <laughs> wonderful, dedicated. Yeah, didn't you hike the Pacific Trail family, or something? No, not the, not not the Pacific Trail, but close. I mean, I mean, you might as well have. Really, really wonderful scout leaders that were not... Not molesters. They were not molesters yeah. in any way. They were wonderful and incredible. And really... Sh shout out to my classmate and friend Tom Ross, who is still a Cub Scout leader and Boy Scout leader and continues to do good work. Yeah. Taught nothing but great leadership skills, really. Uh, we, uh, I guess, we, we went to the Okanagan uh, and we... Did a 109-mile hike. Oof. How long did that take you? It was 10 days. 109 miles. Damn. Yeah. Through the Okanagan wilderness. And uh, i gotta, I got to admit, my sanity was tested. <laughs> How old were you? I was 14 or 15. Okay. Um, we hiked up into the uh, Rainiers. We, the, uh, we did a canoe trip down the Snake River in Wyoming, which was incredible. I mean, the experiences I had in the Boy Scouts were amazing. And I will never, ever say a bad word about the Boy Scouts because nothing like that ever happened to me. It's unfortunate that in other cases, things happened that were terrible, but it changed my life. I never became an Eagle Scout, but I got close. You know, I got, I got within reach but when you turn 18 years old, you're not allowed. Or, you know, if you're, if it's looking like you're not going to make it to Eagle Scout by the time you're 18, it's almost like kind of, that's the only bad thing I thought of. It's like, it's not attainable. I can't do it in that much, this short amount of time. 
So right. I kind of just had to like bow out. Yeah, that's sad. And uh, yeah, so I did see some guys that I knew become Eagle Scouts, which is pretty cool. And I think if you go back to like in history, as far as the astronauts go, almost every single one of them was an Eagle Scout and Boy Scouts. So big surprise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Boy Scouts. Not a bad word about them, in my personal experience. All right. Um. This is funny, but we've already kind of talked about this one. My fav- One of my favorite memories was meeting Steve Lemmy and Kevin Heffernan. <laughs> it was, you know, you don't often, you don't always get to meet celebrities. And I have had the opportunity to meet many. And they're just people. But the fact that Steve and Kevin sat with us, drank with us... And we're just normal human beings and just funny and nice. Yeah. They got the picture and they poured us a beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and took a picture with us and, you know, chugged with us, chugged a beer. You know, it was just a really special moment. And I'm, I'm never going to forget that moment. It was, yeah. It was and some, I've met a lot of celebrities. It was like downtime in their busy schedule of going around doing this commitment that they already made. And there was a lot of people there. I mean, there wasn't a ton, but there was probably, how many guests would you say were there? Not them. Probably 20, 30? Maybe 20 people. And they spent the entire time with us, basically. I mean... Until we left. I know they probably met some crazy people, but... It may have been different where they were to where we were. Because where we were, it was in a mall, and everything was closed. Yeah, that was weird. And the restaurant we were in... The restaurant we were in, they were staying open just for For them. And so it felt like weird. So it was after the premiere, and we watched the movie, which was... Before the release date. And then we went to this bar that was open in the mall in Seattle. Because. Which was already weird. But it was open for them to do this meet and greet. And it was supposed to be about an hour. And there were several people. And there were probably some people that just saw it happening and came in. But it was just pretty amazing that they actually stayed with us and were just telling us, like, their life stories and being normal human beings and funny and interactive. And yeah, was, their was wife really and great. kids. They were telling us wife and kids stories. The kids, kids were assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was really great. And and they were really great. That's what makes me sad about their Twitter situation. But the actual interaction with the human beings of Steve and Kevin were really great. And I'm, I really, I wanted to meet Chandrasekhar more. But once we met Steve and Kevin, I was glad that we spent time with them. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite memories. I've got a ton of favorite memories, but that's one of them. <laughs> that's right up there. All right. What else do you got? Um, down to Marine Corps now. Okay. Didn't know what I was getting into. Honestly, um, I had an idea. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I didn't have a direction in my life. And they showed up at the high school. And, or no, he said, why don't you come, yeah, he's like, why don't you come down and visit me? He gave me his card. <laughs> That's how they get you. <laughs> yeah, so I went down and I, because uh, I'm here, I'm a, I'm a senior, and uh, grades aren't great, you know, grades weren't super awesome. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was probably, dra- I was down a credit. I was not going to graduate unless I made up a credit. And I was not that motivated, to be honest with you. And, uh, but you so did graduate high school. I eventually graduated high yeah. school, yeah. But uh, just want to clarify, <laughs> I did not graduate with my class. Kids, it's important to graduate, <laughs> regardless if it's yes. after. Please get your GED. Please get do whatever yes. you got to do. A diploma. Because works actually, wonders. graduating 
is important. Yes. Go ahead. Get her diploma. Yeah. I uh, got talked into uh, being a reservist. Yeah, you kind of get screwed in your military situation. Well, so I'm surprised this yeah, is one of your favorite. It memories. turns out that way. I don't know if I don't know if he was aware of what was going on or if he was just doing his job and mm-hmm. shit worked out different. But talked me into being a reservist. Uh, working as a metalsmith on A6s at Whidbey Island. So I, I didn't was, even know there was reservist Marines. Yeah, there are. That's my ignorance. So I was going to be a reservist. Mm-hmm. I graduated boot camp and went to Memphis where they informed me there are no reservist stations at Whidbey Island working on A6s as a metalsmith. Like, well, that's what my recruiter told me. He's like, well, he did not tell you the truth. Mm. They didn't say he lied. He said he didn't tell you the mm. truth. So then I... That's upsetting. Said, well, now what? Now, where are you again? I was in Memphis, Tennessee. So you're you're already, like, starting boot camp. Or get, you're in the I'm, beginning. I finished boot camp, and I'm oh, starting A school. Yeah, I've already... Holy shit. I've already gone through boot camp... Oh, shit. And I'm at A school in Memphis, Tennessee, and they're saying... I did not know this. Well, we can't put you in class for being a metalsmith and send you to be Oh, a... my God. Come come on, Marines. You can do better than that. No, That's some bullshit. Please so, tell me in 2019 you're not still doing this shit. So this is after... Actually, this is after... This is three months of boot camp and a month of MCT, which is Marine Corps training. And then they send you to A school. Holy shit. So I'm five months in, and uh, they were like, And well, this is your favorite memory? No, this is just, this is, we're talking about memories that okay. changed my life. Okay. This is a pivoting moment in my life. I gotcha. I had to decide whether I was going to A. Say fuck it. Just get out with a honorable discharge after eight months of being in the military. Which I'm already getting shit from everybody I know saying, "Yo, you're a reservist, huh? We're all active duty over here." Yeah, which all is, right, which so, is unfair, but right. it happens. But yeah, you've gone through boot camp. You're all gung ho already. You're you're like, oh, they've brainwashed you now. I want to be a marine. Yeah, yeah, just like I was. Okay, or there is stay active duty and pick a different part of the country to go be a reservist. Like, why would I want to be a reservist on the East Coast? Yeah. I want to be a reservist where I grew up. Right. You know? Or go active duty and pick a different job. I didn't think that Marines offered specific jobs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it fields or specific jobs? Well, on my, uh, when you go to MEPS, they tell you, uh, here, you know, you're limited to this or you can do this or you can do this. They pretty much told me I could do about whatever I wanted. Maybe okay. not maybe not linguistics, but <laughs> <laughs> just about anything I wanted to do. Yeah. And I said I wanted to be an aircraft mechanic. Okay. That was it. I wanted to be a metalsmith. And uh, they told me I could work on F-18s. I mean, that's pretty cool. And I was like, you where? You want to be a pilot? And they said, well, in California. <laughs> I was like, well, that's still West Coast. I could be closer to home. Yeah. So you I agreed to about, that. You never thought about flying them? No. I mean, I know that takes no, being no, an no, officer, no. but... No, never. I knew that was you college. You don't want to be Maverick? That was college, right? <laughs> I was not a college boy. I wasn't going to fly airplanes. I was okay. going to work on them. Okay. I like working with my hands. Yeah. 
You still do? Yeah. So I, I decided, yeah, okay, West Coast, working on airplanes, let's do it. They were like, sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here. And there was like a gunnery sergeant standing above me. And I'm a, I'm still, I think it was a private, still I a private at the time. I wish I could just go back in time and punch that like, gunnery here, sergeant here, in the face. Here, here. And it wasn't until like two or three weeks later, I get a check for 800 bucks. It's infuriating. And I was like, why am I getting a hard check for 800 bucks? And I was like... Let's well, be honest. Because that's they, all the money. That's all the money they that you fucked you out of your GI bill. That's all the Let's money that you put into your, your all the money that you put into your GI bill that you're not I getting just, anymore. I'm like, what do you mean I'm not getting my GI bill anymore? I'm like, well, yeah, you signed your new contract. You didn't sign to get your new your GI bill anymore. So help me God, if there are any <laughs> recruiters listening to this, you know what? There's a special place in hell for you if you do this shit to someone because that is fucked up. Well, yeah. So the recruiter did me, and they did me at the MEP station. In Memphis. So they both kind of did me. Like, it was going to profit them to not give me the GI Bill? I don't know what the fuck it... it either way, it kind of ruined me early on. I was already like, <laughs> all right, now I'm in school. And I had to spend three months waiting for the next class to start because I just, you know, at that point, they made me the mail clerk in the barracks. I, so I was stuck in I Memphis. I, I was wanna, stuck in Memphis for. I don't. <laughs> I'm so upset by this. I don't want to cut you off, but I know we're gonna do a military episode with Julia. Yeah, at we're some gonna point. talk about this later. So, so favorite moment of the military after all that? Oh, when I got out. <laughs> <laughs> High five. No. Uh, no, I had some amazing, incredible, fun moments and. I could make a list of my favorite wonderful moments while I was in. There were incredible times I would not trade them for the world. I am a better person for having served. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. All right. I actually only wrote down four. I'm sure I could I don't come even know up if I have another one. Fifth I moment, but Oh, I have a fifth moment. The last moment that I wrote down was being present for a death. So, as you all know, I am a hospice social worker. I generally am not present for a death. Generally, that, that moment in time happens when I'm not there. I may be there very often beforehand, but it's pretty rare that I'm there for the actual moment of death. There was a span of time for about a week or two where there was like three times in a row that I was there for the actual last breath. Like I walked in on the moment of death. And I very much consider that to be an honor. I have gone through so many actual deaths in my own personal life. But to be a social worker, to have the training, to have the ability to hold the space for someone that's going through that caregiving, going through the process of dying, the disease progression, to be able to hold the space, to normalize, to be able to comfort them and yes. give them that moment. That's what it was, the comforting, being yeah. able to try to comfort when you can. And you can only be so prepared. I mean, it doesn't matter how much I talk to you. I can talk to you till I'm blue in the face and you're blue in the face. The moment comes and you're never prepared for it. That's just the nature of grief. Our culture has not been able to accept death and dying. I... 
am very excited about my upcoming episodes on grief and loss. But to briefly state, it has been the greatest honor of my life to be present for people and hold that space for them to be able to support and love their own loved ones while I'm supporting them in their greatest time of need. So. I love it. That is my favorite moment. And since the Marine Corps, my last favorite moment is. uh... Oh, I get to read this. Hold on. Where is this? Bottom. (laughs) You're cheating. I was going to say that. (laughs) I beat you. (laughs) I met the woman I fell in love with. Our favorite moment I was going to add on that I didn't have written down was the fact that Matt and I were able to come together. And despite great odds against us, we were able to maintain our friendship, being best friends, being soulmates, being the loves of our lives. And I am so thankful that you're here with me to do this 50th episode because you are amazing. And I love you. I love you. So thank you all for being with us for this 50th episode. It's really meant a lot to me that you have been able to join us on this journey. If there are particular themes or discussions that you want us to have, please write in. You can find us on Twitter at SomedayDeadPC. You can write me or write us email at SomedayDeadPC at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and there is a web page that's still in progress, but it's SomedayWillAllBeDeadPodcast.com. I hope you all are doing wonderful and creating wonderful moments in your life so you have those great memories to pass on because someday we'll all be dead.